I'm, I'm really speaking about all of humanity, you know, without exception of anybody, you know. And I, I know that um, a lot of the content in the songs is very heavy, you know, but uh, see, fantasy is what people want, but reality is what they need. And I've just retired from the fantasy part because I realized that. And wealth and overcome the pressure with love. 
wonder why she wasn't famous. She said my name is I rock your computer on what my aim is. I do this not for recognition, but to change my folks' position. This is lesson one that wants to hold your tongue and start to listen. You are the lost tribe, wander from the light. Since to conquer universes, turn the wrongness to right. The uncivilized have been envious eye, and they plotted your demise based on treachery and lies. You lost your culture and the jewels that you came with. They learned your alchemy and they used it to make a name with. Became the false gods while the real ones suffered. The Jews became dull and over time they lost their lesser. You forgot the mission and got tricked into submission. Now the elders sent me here to resurrect the beats and rhythm. This is your movement and it can never be stopped. It's the spirit of our people giving the name of hip hop. Joyful exaltations to those who liberate themselves. Welcome to Women Wednesday. I'm your host, Mariama Tanay. Blessings and grace and strength and love to all within the listening ear. Thank you for joining me again for another podcast. Tonight's theme, again, is SOAR, Success Over All Resistance, Part 2. Success Over All Resistance. Empower Yourself. We're going to start off in the praise up and look to the Bible and to the words of success and the words that are imbued with success that the Most High left for us. Proverbs 3, 1 to 3, 4. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For the length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shall that you find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. 
so that you find understanding and favor in the sight of God and man. Psalms 1 to 1, 1-6. Blessed is the man that walketh, not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of the sinners, nor sinners or seateth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of the water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in judgment, nor sinners of the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Matthew chapter 6, 25 to 33. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on it. It is not life more than meat, and the body than raiment. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit to his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon, in all his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things that the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added. All these things shall be added to you. James 4.10, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. You have to humble yourself. 1 Kings 2.3, and keep the charge of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments and his testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses, that thou mayest prosper in all that thou doest, and whithsoever thou turnest thyself. Whichever way you turn yourself, you'll prosper. Psalms, Psalms 1, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of the sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. You have to stay away from those places. Sometimes they're familiar and comfortable, but in order to take flight, to soar, you have to stand away, look away, not even concern yourself 
with the things that you know are necessarily beneath you. Success over all resistance. We're going to take a music moment and come back with that theme. Blessings and grace. Center. Feeding your cerebral with my lexicon for center. Activate electrons with inflections in my sentence. I'm an anomaly. Commonly mistaken by aesthetics to be human. But I'm rumored to be alien. My genetics and improvement on the gene pool. I'll lead you like Harriet into freedom. From hell into Eden. Reprieve from the, the demons. demons. Pentagrams and coke lines. A dope rhyme from broke minds. You looking for science and drop his and quote mine. mine. My liquid swords cut deep like the ocean floor. Exposing underbellies. I'm exactly what you're hoping for. Open core. Vibrated 528. Bars of pure love with a Snare line and 808 Hey leave you hanging on the 16 with no hook Sometimes the best lines are left to expire in the notebook Demon
blessings and grace. And we have to let go of all the things that are holding us back so we can take flight and move forward. So succeed even when everything is against you. You have to have internal resolve to succeed. Many people desire success but have never made a conscious decision to succeed. If I'm thirsty, I have a desire to drink water. But until I decide to get a glass of water to drink, I remain thirsty. For you to succeed in the midst of adverse circumstances, you must decide to succeed even against all odds. Create meaning in the midst of adversity. In the midst of adverse circumstances, rather than take the position of a victim, seek to restore power to yourself by taking charge of aspects of your life. Don't focus on the areas you have no control over. But they will always always look at taking up responsibility in the areas that you do have control over. Set accountability. People that succeed, despite all the odds, have learned to be accountable with themselves. Their commitment is to their goal, and they measure themselves against their own targets. Self-accountability involves prioritizing what's important and ignoring what's not. Rewarding productive behavior and starving unproductive and futile actions. And become an incurable optimist. It's okay to be optimistic. In the midst of every adverse situation, there's always an equal potential for opportunity. There's always an equal potential for opportunity. In the Gnostic Gospels and the Nag Hammadi, it speaks of that. There's always another road where the blessing lies. There's always a choice. The thing is about making the right choice. And you get that barometer. You figure out how many degrees to turn left or right. Or who to let go of, overstand. Or stop going to. That the answer comes to you. No matter how dark the situation may look, have an attitude that always expects the, be- the, the best outcome. Have that attitude. Take it on. Don't be afraid of hoping for the best. It's okay. Learn to keep your enthusiasm, and eventually you will succeed. You know? And then always look at the big picture and make sure you know, not to get bogged down. Take note of the possibilities and prepare ahead. It's important to create efficiencies, processes, and systems to get and keep yourself out of a rut. As an adult, adulting, overstand, you have to have efficient ways and means, right? Forget the maze, the shortest point, the, the, the shortest way to, between point A and point B is a straight line. So don't ever be afraid to take a step back to do this. Things may pile up in the short term, but if you find solutions and work on the problem by building efficiencies into whatever you're doing, you will eventually have the time to dedicate to more and other more critical initiatives. And you don't have to really work on the day-to-day, month-to-month, or even year-to-year 
if you want to be viable, you can't afford to only think in the short term. You have to have a long-term strategy and, and, a, um, and a vision and build contingencies for the what-ifs and why-fors and how-comes, okay? Dedicate money in your budget toward those initiatives that will work toward long-term strategies. Pay attention to the, big t- to, the, um, to the whole big picture of it all, and that way you won't get blindsided. And after any setback, always review. Review the circumstances and look for lessons. Ask yourself, and if you have a team, your team, a series of questions to gain perspective. Learn from your failures. Fail your way into success. What did we do right? What did I do wrong? How could I have done it differently? Once you identify the critical components, put the exercise away and learn from the experience. First you learn, then you remove the L, overstand. Take calculated risks. Evaluate your decisions by looking at the cost versus the benefit. So whatever the end time goal is. Make sure that your assumptions are grounded in reality and fact. Look at the rewards and benefits. And surround yourself with the right people. And plan ahead and keep your risk in check. You know? Don't get paralyzed into analysis. You know, there was a time in my life personally that I would just research and research and research and research And then I noticed I did all this research and I practically lived whatever it was out in my mind and there was no manifestation. So you can't get bogged down in analysis. At some point, you have to have enough information to open the door and walk through and take time to set aside to learn as you go so that you can grow, understand. And trust yourself and apply a strong work ethic. More than you realize, is within your control when you believe in yourself and you work hard. Trust is a big factor in the the decision-making process. And as your willingness to take risks, it's important to surround yourself again with people who are smarter than you in those specific areas. Search out the ones that are doing it like you want it done. And then create multiple streams of how to get these things done. You can't rely on one person, one place, one situation to always be there. So you got to have backup for the backup, as my mother always says. <laughs> got to have backup for the backup, okay? And you got to perform your due diligence. You know, make sure whoever they are has proven themselves. Look at the facts and figures of whatever you're putting yourself into. And be cautious about partnerships. People often bring in partners because they don't trust themselves to do it on their own. Once you've brought in a partner, you've created a marriage in a sense. So be careful because it's hard to undo when you're soaring to your own personal goal. You can delegate responsibilities for certain tasks but you need to run your show yourself. 
you know, partnerships come into play after, you know, and in my personal opinion, after you've expressed your own individual creativity to the fullest extent that you feel you can within that framework, and then you can bring somebody in to expand upon what you've already set as a foundation to therefore you already have, you know, success and and, um, certified expert showmanship in whatever it is that you've done on your own. So you're coming to the door with power. You're coming to the door with a resume. You're coming to the door with manifestations that have been acted out that can be verified, clarified, and documented. So always develop a compelling Unique strategy. You can look at what other people are doing. And you can even incorporate bits and pieces that show an aspect of who you are. But you don't have to copy. Always be an original. And engage in candid dialogue in a world full of memes and gifts and emojis and shortcuts. This is something that People don't do so easily anymore. And it may sound easy, but it's actually one of the hardest things to do. Candid dialogue not only involves being open to other people's ideas and being willing to take criticism of your own, but requires that ability to recreate this practice on a regular basis. And by doing so, it encourages one to break established norms because you can see the perspective and the purview of others in conjunction with your own, and it broadens. And always establish clear roles and accountability. Transparency is important and is necessary because, you know, when you work with other people or even your own self-accountability, you have to have deadlines. We can't be slack. And take bold action. A bold action can generate an incredible amount of momentum. It can propel a movement, an organization, an idea, a product in its new direction and turn doubters into supporters. And make your leadership visible by your example. Leadership doesn't have to always be loud. It doesn't have to yell, look over here. If you're working your plan and planning your work and standing in your word and actualizing your potential, it will show for itself. You know, and why do some people succeed although the odds are stacked against them? Because they remain a student. The humble man gets the revelation from God. When you are humble, you put yourself in a position to learn. You realize God is not even done with you yet. Understand. They follow directions. These are the people willing to follow God's directions. 
they slip by the jagged rocks, untouched and unharmed. They prioritize failure. Failures are a part of success. They're a part of success. When it does happen, they put it in their road to success file and move on. Even like tonight, you know, I have this new setup I wanted to use, and I called in using Skype, and Skype was not answering. I called three or four times. <laughs> so I had to call through my computer. It was this whole, so, you know, I know how to do it, so it's fine. And the show goes on. And it's not a priority. At this moment, the momentum has gone on. And they also prioritize relationships. Relationships can help hurt or do nothing at all. Successful people go to God with their relationships and weed out the bad while adding the good wherever he directs. And they remember their place. Overstand. The devil is always trying to pigeonhole the believer and make him look a certain way. Our place is seated in the heavens, not here stuck in some hole. So by walking tight with God, it's impossible to be pigeonholed by the adversary. And they make sure they're always edifying. If something isn't building you up, then you're in the wrong place. The world loves to condemn and criticize. People have succeeded in this world by doing so. We are not of this world. Overstand. So with God, we succeed all the way around. All the way around. You know, you're up against resistance. It comes from within you and tears down that which is outside of you. Your results, your life, the fruit of your abundance. If you could get yourself over the resistance, things would get better. You'd be more successful, happy, healthy, fulfilled. Resistance comes from wearing many masks. Right, Paul Lawrence Dunbar, we wear the mask that grins and lies and hides our cheeks and shades our eyes. Right? Why make the world overwise? We wear the mask. Understand. It manifests itself in various forms. It's keeping you from abundantly living the life you would choose to live. Things are harder than they need to be, even impossible, until you properly address this. Who you are, claiming your real identity. Addressing the issue properly requires reprogramming. Designed for success, new habits. My mother used to always say it takes 30 days to change a habit. 30 days. Reprogramming, it requires reprogramming designed for success, new habits. And the proper execution, the right actions necessary to succeed, you need a system, your own system. Like I said before, you can incorporate systems from other people, which you see work for them. The ones in the field of development you want to engage in. And so you have to have a strategy. 
And so a strategy is a way of describing how you are going to get things done. It's a less than specific than an action plan, which tells the who, what, and when. A strategy answers the question, how do we get there from here? And so a good strategy will take into, exa- will take into account existing barriers, resources, right, money, power, people, materials, etc. Sometimes, you know, often an initiative will use many different strategies. You know, so you have to give an overall direction, fit in the resources and opportunities, and by doing so, you minimize the resistance and the barriers. You know, resistance, opposition is inevitable. It comes up. But you got to keep your head down and have tunnel vision. Strategies need to provide a reason Good strategies attract allies, and they deter opponents. Because the opponent will look at you and like, I'm not messing with you. I don't even understand what you're doing. Because <laughs> you already strategized to advance the mission. So why have a strategy? You have to take advantage of resources and emerging opportunities responding effectively to resistance and barriers and a more use a more efficient use of time, energy, and resources. Because when it's broken down, it's forever and always broken. You understand it. The pieces make sense. You know, look out for who are the agents of change in the field and whatever it is that you want to do. Change agents. People that turned turned a a product, a music style, an art form to another standard that you really appreciate, or technology. So you know you can work by yourself, but you can also work with others that have a mindset for strategic thinking that you know within your sphere. You know, so check your strategies for completeness, accuracy, vision, mission, objectives. And there are apps for this, you know, like mind mapping apps that really help you to get your checklist together, potential people that you'll be able to work with or that you want to work with. Create that supportive environment for yourself. Determine and review targets and agents of change. Determine potential obstacles. Strategize to get around the obstacles. Identify how agents of change will help you do this or those close to them or in line behind them, whichever one you can get in contact with, overstand six degrees of separation. And decide which strategies will affect targets of change. You know, and that will determine if you work on repairing or preventing problems. 
increased protective factors. Protective factors, you have to protect yourself. So your strategy is going to give you an overall direction, fit resources and opportunities, minimize resistance and barriers, reach those affected that you want to be affected of whatever it is that you're doing, and advance your mission to the big plan. Overstand. You know, there's so many obstacles going on in the world. There's so many distractions outside of ourselves. One can get lost in them, and hours go by, and then days go by, and years go by, and they seem to be going by quickly, right? But there's a shift happening. Ever since the eclipse, wildness has been upon the earth. Overstand. You have to shift or get missed or stand strong and go long, right? Something has to give. We have to figure it out. And that's why I'm presenting all these different tactics, overstanding touchstones of naturalness that's been seeded in us, that have been forgotten about. These are the important conversations. How do I soar? How do I get past this? There has to be a strength of character and a strong resolve. You know, and you can't let it stick to you. You can't take everything personal. Years ago, I didn't quite get that all the way, but as I grew, I learned. You can't take it personal. Everyone's going through their own thing. The whole thing is to make your universe special and lovely so that it could support your growth and the nourishment of your family and yourself. So when you close your eyes for the last time, all is well with your soul. Then you can release without fear when it comes near, right? At the end, you can say, I used every bit of talent he gave me. And the most how be pleased. It says so. Even though those sayings sound simple, you know, the kingdom of God is within you. It really is. You have to learn to hear what that voice sounds like. Understand we are supernatural. We are paranormal. (laughs) We are existential and metaphysical, multidimensionally faceted and crafted in gloriousness. And we can't ever forget that. We got to shake that crap off and keep it moving in the direction the Most High says to go. Adjust the sails and make it real. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the go and gnosis. Blessings and grace. Is it the place that you are, 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 are
questions and the answers, but, but, it seems the answer's never been enough, no, that's a problem, not a part of the plan,
well, but I can work too long for what's not serving me. Divine timing and decisions I make, I press take. You say wait like you scared of your fate. Are you frozen? You don't make moves, you're frozen. Be like the bamboo. Then put on brakes. Are you broken? No. Well, me, I feel frozen, so I play and play and move like I know what that say. Who been that? Has your life sourced this cap? They run. Trinity, me and all my niggas and my queen. 
fluoride, killing us is still more right. But walking my night and I strike right back at you. Hit you with my rap too. Watch your mind stay turn all black and blue. Fuck you seeing red, white, and blue. Uncondition your mind from the lies told by profit or profit to keep the owner up or the next curl I'm blowing up. Blessings and grace as we're here with the Go and Gnosis, your news infused with consciousness. We're going to start off tonight first at um, something I found really interesting. 20 undocumented guests arrested after Motel 6 tipped off ICE. Two Motel 6 locations in Phoenix, Arizona reportedly shared its guest list with the Immigration and Customs Enforcement. ICE, which led to at least 20 arrests between February and August this year, according to the Phoenix New Times. After much backlash, Motel 6 confirmed the Phoenix location was sharing information with ICE. So hotels are working with ICE over Stan, brethren and sisters. Explaining the policy was imperative at the local level without knowledge of our senior management. Implemented at the local level without knowledge of the senior management. So this is really, you know, undercutting, undermining, (laughs) is underway with the ICE and the hotels. So if you are undocumented or have family that is, the hotel is not safe, overstand. They're sharing information. And speaking of ICE, um, on the alternativenewsnetwork.net, it says that ICE agent commits suicide in New York and leaves a suicide note revealing the government's plan to round up and disarm Americans. ICE, and this is in, he killed himself in July, July 21st. ICE, ICE, ICE agent commits suicide in New York City. Left behind a suicide note revealed plans for the federal government to round up and disarm American citizens amid economic collapse. After writing a lengthy suicide note exposing the plans that he says the government has for American citizens, a U.S. agent walked onto a pier in New York City and blew his brains out. Sources inside the New York City Police Department have revealed to Superstation 95 the contents of the suicide note found on the body, and they are utterly frightening. Okay, so we have to be prepared and be ready so, you know, you're just ready. In life, preparedness bags, extra food in the home, water, you know, Things are happening right now that have not normally happened, and we have to act like we know. And when you know better, you 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 do better, all right? When you know better, you do better. And so Lions fans forced to return season tickets after calling a black couple ignorant niggers. Friday, September 15th, 
on SandraRose.com. Detroit Lions season ticket holders was forced to return his season tickets, a Caucasian man, after he posted a Facebook photo calling a black couple ignorant niggers. David Doptis, 36, became irate when a black couple refused to stand for the Star-Spangled Banner at Sunday's game at, at um, Ford Field. Deptis, who owns Restaurant Liquidation Auctions, LLC, and Pontiac, took a photo of the couple sitting while other Lions fans stood for the playing of the national anthem. He uploaded the image to Facebook, caption, You want to sit down for the national anthem? You don't like our country? Then get the F out. He also typed the words, ignorant niggers, and the banner across the photo of the seated couple. The NFL and Detroit Lions reacted quickly, revoking Doptis season tickets, which range in price from $399 per seat to $2,300 per seat. The team's president said he plans to reach out to the couple personally, providing our fans with a safe and enjoyable experience at all Ford Field events is of the utmost importance and an absolute priority for our organization, the Lions said in a statement after speaking with Duptus. The woman in the photo, Stacey Graham, was unaware of the drama unfolding in the stands. She said that she was baffled when she learned what Duptus had done. I was definitely stunned to see something like that written underneath my photo. You know? So everybody has an opinion. He probably could have stuck with it. He wishes we, we would have stood up. And I would have been like, okay, but write that under our picture, no words. She later told Fox 2. Graham said she refused to stand for the national anthem because of its racist origins. Teams usually sing the first two paragraphs of the anthem, which begins with the words, Oh, say, can you see? And ends with, Oh, are the land of the free and the home of the brave. Graham said she objects to the original long version of the anthem, which includes a reference to killing emancipated slaves. No refuge, no refuge could save the hireling and slave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave. That is part of the national anthem. That's in the second, (laughs) in the long version, the original. No refuge can save the hireling and slave from the terror of night or the gloom of the grave. Graham said she stopped standing for the national anthem last year. Herald.com teacher assaulted after not standing a teacher assaulted a student for not standing during the pledge of allegiance september 15th an 11 year old sixth grader african-american boy was forced to stand for the pledge of allegiance by a teacher consultant at the east middle school last week A teacher has been accused of assaulting a sixth grader who do not stand for the Pledge of Allegiance as he believed to deliver his allegiance to his family and the creator of the world, God. The boy does not believe in pledging to the flag. A sixth grader's activity at the East Middle School in Farmington Hills, Michigan, blessings to him and his family, has now become a big controversy as his teacher notices his civil disobedience and forced him to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance against his own will. Stone Cheney was forced to stand for pledging to a flag by his teacher, told NBC affiliate WDIV. The teacher consultant comes up behind me and snatches me out of my chair violently. He added, I was so confused, I did not know what was going on. The authorities are investigating the case. The teacher, to violently, you know, tried to make Cheney stand during the Pledge of Allegiance, was put on leave. As per the reports, when Cheney refused to stand, the teacher even got physical with him. 
According to the child, the teacher behaved with him violently and snatched him out of his chair. He said that the homeroom teacher forced him to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. On Friday, Cheney told the Washington Post, when you put your hands on, on kids and force your own way of thinking, that's not right. Brian Cheney said his son was forced to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance by a teacher consultant. You know, according to Brian, the teacher's action is a violation of the civil rights of his son. He said saluting the American flag is Stone's personal decision, and this has not been a problem. On the next day, which was on September 8th, this was reported on September 15th, um, Stone's father, Brian Cheney, said that the teacher consultant also berated his son for not standing during the pledge. So we have to really, you know, talk to our children when they come home from school, if your children are in school, and find out what's, what's, you know, what's the interaction like, is there intimidation, because these teachers have to be weeded out. The good ones are there. I had good teachers growing up, you know, teachers that cared and took interest in a friendly, comfortable, nurturing, supportive way. That they're like that's their thing. They're into developing the minds of children, and they take joy, and that's their passion. And those are the ones that should be there, not the ones that couldn't get some other job. They need to find their passions and do that, and leave the children alone, and leave the children for the ones who God put in their spirit to work with the youth. You know, Yeshua's name, Amen. Um, GlobalCitizens.org. Blessings go out to Puerto Rico. In the midst of their bankruptcy, Puerto Rico will accept thousands of refugees from islands affected by Hurricane Irma. After being hit by Hurricane Irma last week, Puerto Rico, an island with nearly half of all residents live below the poverty line, is nonetheless stepping up to help its neighbors in need. On Wednesday, 2,000 refugees from the U.S. Virgin Islands boarded a cruise ship to Puerto Rico, Routers reports. Other refugees were airlifted by U.S. military aircraft on Tuesday from the islands of St. Martin and the U.S. Virgin Islands, according to the report. Puerto Rico welcomes our fellow American citizens with open arms and supportive hearts, Secretary of State Luis Rivera Marin wrote in a post on Twitter. Um, you know, so for refugees who can't afford a hotel room on the island, Puerto Rico plans to house them in a convention center in San Juan, according to Reuters. The expenses will be covered by U.S. emergency funding, and a government spokesperson told the news agency. On Sunday, the Trump administration said that it would, that it would increase funding to both Puerto Rico and the U.S. Virgin Islands. Hurricane Irma's toll on the island, which currently faces a $70 billion debt crisis, was significant. Last week, Univision reported that as many as 150,000 Puerto Ricans were without safe drinking water, and more than 900,000 were out of power as of last Thursday. The people of Puerto Rico, what big hearts you guys got, William Vabafries, a resident of St. John, and the U.S. Virgin Islands, Torrutus. And from the hardest struggle, that's where the real people come out. So blessings to Puerto Rico. You know, and also Cuba sent 750 doctors to the Caribbean islands with blessings to Cuba to help assess damages and provide emergency care in the wake of the disaster. The island of St. Lucia announced that it would take in prisoners from Turks and Caicos and the Bridge and Virgin Islands after the prisons were damaged there. So on Thursday, Puerto Rico Governor 
Ricardo Rosello wrote on Twitter that, that the President Trump would visit the island to assess the damage as part of his Irma relief trip to the affected areas of the U.S. So, you know, there is a shifting globally of people in races and ethnicities. And it's happening by all kinds of means. Pay attention, right? So on HuffingtonPost.com, the St. Louis police chant, whose streets, our streets? The police were walking down the street. This is on Black Voices. This is, this is via Black Voices on HuffingtonPost.com, um, September 18th. St. Louis police chant, whose streets, our streets, after arresting protesters. Eyewitnesses said cops yelled the refrain, which has often been used by Black Lives Matter activists more than once. A refrain commonly chanted by Black Lives Matter activists was shouted Sunday night by St. Louis police officers as law enforcement officials arrested more than 80 people during the city's third night of unrest. Blessings to all of those that are not resting in St. Louis. The city's third night of unrest. Whose streets, our streets. Whose streets, our streets. The cops yelled after clearing a street of protesters and spectators, according to the Associated Press. The phrase was chanted twice, reported David Carson, a photographer for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. He later tweeted that the police official claimed he hadn't heard the chant, but said that he would deal with it. It was, it was chanted twice. AP journalists heard it too. I confirmed it with five civilians standing closer to the cops who chanted it with cops two times at the scene. I spoke with the commander at the scene. He said he did not hear the chant, but said that the chant was not acceptable. He said he would deal with it. Mm-mm-mm. We hold our officers in the highest standards of professionalism, and any officer not meeting those standards will be held accountable. You know, this is horrible. The officers are yelling, whose streets, our streets. You know, who do the officers work for? Do they work for the corporation? Because when you protest, what are they protecting? They're not protecting the people. They're protecting everything around the people. So whose interests do they serve? The question for the ones in power to demand answers to and have a clear-cut definitive role as to what what it is nationally. If a president or a governor or a congressman or a senator would take that kind of stand, it would really ease a lot of tensions. This is who the police are for, and this is what they're supposed to be doing. But all of this, you know, undermining new laws, we don't even know what's going on type thing, it's not even, you know, promulgated and promoted in the mainstream, and now we have police thinking whose streets, our streets, because they're just killing people, arresting, doing whatever they want. Like that poor nurse, it was a Caucasian nurse, and the police officer arrested her because he wouldn't, she wouldn't take blood from an unconscious patient, even if the person's under suspicion for whatever. If he's not conscious, I think this is in Colorado, and the law was that if the person is not conscious, you cannot draw blood. They have to give their consent. And if he's unconscious, how is he under arrest? And the person hit him. But this person, this this officer, wanted to make it this other person's fault. And when she did not comply, she called her supervisor. Even the supervisor told her, told the officer, 
So you're making a big mistake. You've probably seen this. It was on YouTube and went, and went, and went viral. You're making a big mistake. And he just physically assaulted her and humiliated her and gave her a traumatizing memory to take with her for the rest of her life. It is unnecessary. It's, you know, thank you, Brother David, with Utah. Thank you, thank you. In Utah. You know, and that's horrible. And now they're screaming, whose streets, our streets. And we have to really wake up and not get caught up in these video music awards and, you know, what dress she got on and get real, for real. On, um, I saw this on Sandra Rose. Nurses removed from duty, praise the most high, after posting images and videos of black babies dancing to rap music. Two nurses at the Naval Hospital in Jacksonville, Florida, were removed from duty and reassigned to, see, that's the thing right there. Why are they reassigned? They should just be fired and lose their license. And reassigned after they recorded Snapchat videos of black babies dancing to rap music. And they were newborns. This is in the neonatal. The neonatal. The newborns in the video were just hours old, according to Fox 30. One nurse flipped her middle finger in the image of the black baby with the caption, how I currently feel about these mini Satans. The nurses in the hospital, how I currently feel about these mini Satans with her middle finger up to the baby, to the newborn's face. In a second photo, a nurse holds a newborn baby with both arms and makes the child dance to 50 Cent's hit rap song in the club. The person recording the unprofessional scene can be heard saying, we're going to hell. You sure are. Quicker the better. The image and videos were taken from Snapchat and posted on Facebook.com where they were shared by hundreds and thousands of people before the hospital administration was notified. It's a violation of hospital policy to record or photograph patients without authorization or permission. So why weren't they fired? See, this is the point that, you know, stands have to be made. Why wasn't she fired? You know? And so the Naval Hospital in Jacksonville issued a statement on Monday, we are aware of a video posted online. It's outrageous, unacceptable, incredibly unprofessional, and cannot be tolerated, the statement reads. We have identified the staff members involved, and they have been removed from patient care, and they will be handled by the legal system and military justice. The hospital was notified the parents of the newborns in the photos and videos. Among the irate Facebook users was one of the nurses from Tennessee who wrote, they need to have their nursing license revoked. I'm totally disgusted how juvenile grow up. You know, they need to have it revoked. It should be never entrusted around children or care in any shape, way, or form again. You know? And so on um, the NewYorkTimes.com, I want to send big you know, as much love as my energy can send forth to Mexico for the second time, they had another big earthquake, 7.2. You know, so Mexico earthquake um, killed hundreds, trapping many under the rubble. A powerful earthquake struck Mexico on Tuesday afternoon, do- toppling buildings, killing children in a school that collapsed, 
rattling the Capitol and sending people flooding into the streets for the second time in just two weeks. The second time in two weeks. Early Wednesday, the director of Mexico's Civil Protection Agency, Luis Felipe Puente, said on Twitter that, in, that 216 people had been killed, revising an earlier toll of 248. 94 people were confirmed dead in Mexico City, officials said. Rescuers were frantically digging out people trapped under rubble, including the children buried beneath their school. You know, at least 21 students were believed to have been killed in the collapse of the school. Blessings go out to their parents of strength and grace. The earthquake hit shortly after 1 p.m., about 100 miles from Mexico City. It registered a preliminary magnitude of 7.1 causing heavy and prolonged shaking in the capital. About 40 buildings and other structures in Medical City collapsed. 40 buildings and other structures collapsed in Mexico City, including at least one other school, crushing cars and trapping people inside. Emergency workers and ordinary citizens raced to the site of the downed office and apartment buildings, lifting rubble with their hands to free anyone stuck underneath. You know, so... Tuesday's earthquake struck the 32nd anniversary of another major disaster. In 1985, they had a quake in Mexico that killed 10,000 people. You know, it came less than two weeks after the most powerful earthquake in Mexico in a century at an 8.1. You know, so it could have been worse. You know, but blessings to all the families and all the traumatized ones, you know, and to all the business owners. And the people that, you know, are there cleaning through the rubble and hopefully they'll be able to rebuild their city, you know, and make it better and bigger and earth friendly as they move forward, you know, earth friendly. I don't know why the shakeup is happening. There was earthquakes in California. There's been earthquakes all over the place. There's, you know, all these hurricanes and tornadoes. And they're all happening back to back. And I don't know if it's always been happening that way or if they're just hyping it up more and we just didn't know that this was the seasonal aspect, you know, in this sense. You know, I I, I saw um, an Instagram post showing a lot of these hurricanes having the same date. And then I thought to myself, you know, critical thinking, it could just be that that's the time, that's hurricane season. And that's usually the date that one of these big ones comes. So and so in knowing so, one should prepare for it. One should definitely prepare for it. We're gonna take a music moment and come back with technology. Blessings and grace. Day, no negativity zone if you want to stay in the light. Hold tight, let me pass a safe flight. 
to the sun stone cause the aura is right. Got the key of life, so I'm planting seeds. It's a type of learn her. Midori, rare ruby, so truly gon' learn what it means. Take a better look cause it is what it seems. Never, oh never will I waste my time. Drink sweetening water, I want mine with lime. Give me some more, have some fight out dry. Basic necessities, front of the line. Come with the crown, let me see how it shines. Make sure it's secure and it compliments mine. Hey now, what you say? Go my way, what you mind know? So learn today. Thank you. 
the public service announcement. You are the business informed, yes, please be alarmed. King, queen, god, and goddess, let's take down Goliath. Calling them authority, they calling us minority. Put your mind on, cause we holding the majority. You all have been misinformed, yes, please be alarmed. King, queen, god, and goddess, let's take down Goliath. Calling them authority, they calling us minority. Put your mind on, cause we holding the majority. You all have been misinformed, yes, please be alarmed. King, queen, god, and goddess, let's take down Goliath. Calling them authority, they calling us minority. Put your mind on, cause we holding the majority. You all have been misinformed, yes, please be alarmed. King, queen, god, and goddess, let's take down Goliath. Calling them authority, they calling us minority. Put your mind on, cause we holding the majority.
for a nation named Contemplation. Camps in concentration, dark and cost and holocaust, normalized illusions, fraudulent libations. See, they pour one time, two times, three with they right, hide home and say left, rhinestones and they vest, white bones at your chest, homegrown at his best. So you know you gotta check yourself before you wreck yourself. You better check yourself before you wreck yourself. You gotta check yourself before you wreck yourself. You better check yourself before you wreck yourself. Better protect yourself. Take me to the moon. All my enemies face they doom. Fuck you too. If you try to penetrate my crew, shout out V-Trails and rap school. Fuck round, fuck, fuck round, fuck, fuck round. Get smoke. If you mess with me, you mess with God. I mean, and I quote. G-A in Yame. I only feel job. Made in her image, so I'm a Lene for that ride. Now clap, clap, clap for original man. My God is black, black, black aboriginal man. Now bounce, bounce, you say you can bounce, 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 you say you can bounce, bounce, bounce. Blessings and grace as we move forward into technology. On GovInsider.com, sorry, GovInsider.Asia, GovInsider.Asia, tech companies are now um, wealthier and more more powerful than many nation states. And so big ups to Denmark. And we and so Denmark has the world's first tech ambassador. Casper Kling is at the helm of Denmark's newly formed tech embassy. We need one of these in every country. Tech companies are now wealthier and more powerful than many nation states. Denmark has responded to this trend, appointing a dedicated ambassador to engage with them, just as it would with other countries. On an individual basis, Certain companies are enormously influential in both positive and negative ways, tech ambassador Casper Kling believes. This completely underlined the need for tech diplomacy. <laughs> tech diplomacy, he adds. These companies are also policy actors. You know, a lot of these corporations write these bills and give them to the senator or congressperson already finished, you know, as a um, workable model of some sort of legislation where their company can benefit and somehow fit the community aspect into it, overstand. So these companies are also policy actors and indeed foreign policy actors in their own right, he tells Gov Insider. With one power over, with even power over elections, government policies, and vast investments, Kling, who was previously the Danish ambassador to Indonesia shares his vision with Gov Insider on how Denmark will work with the world's tech giants to address the pressing issues we all face. So the new job will have four key roles, building partnerships, shaping tech companies' opinions, spotting new trends, and overhauling the foreign ministry itself. 
The partnership can take many forms, Kling says. Partly, the government needs advice on areas like cybersecurity. Equally, it wishes to discuss ethical issues as startups rapidly growing and to be Hamas. You know, these startups will just become, you know, larger than life overnight. And then how does that affect, you know, man? And so he's saying you need tech diplomacy. Secondly, he has a mandate to disagree, to convince, and to express concern, he says. This is particularly true of one issue. Data protection or usage is by all standards going to be a very critical discussion. You know, because who's having this discussion? You know, so on a grander scale, tech players can hold great influence in the fight against international terrorism, he says. You know, so it's a lot of, there's, you know, uncharted waters. But I think that just having um, a start point, like even having an embassy for it, you know, is a good way to go. And so these are 10 new jobs in the future of healthcare and medicine on medicalfuturist.com. Again, that's medicalfuturist.com. So profession redesign is in progress. You know, so one, what to do when your robot companion does not respond to your queries. You call a robot companion technician. Overstand, a robot companion technician. Want to teach algorithms? Become a deep learning expert, you know. So deep learning is now um, the AI-based algorithms will not only assist medical decisions, but also dominate how healthcare is organized and how health insurance is determined. So they will need experts who can help algorithms learn about certain topics by themselves, making them smarter with every use. Want to shape the future of communication? AI chatbot designers will be in demand. And this has to do with health and medicine. You know, so but AI chatbots will prevail in every field, and so will professional chatbot designers. I use a chatbot in learning Spanish on this app called Duolingo. It's a section where I could do extra work, and it's chatbot that chat with me, and, and they, you know, like a little cartoon character as a person. Sometimes it's a fashion designer, and I have to talk about the colors of the outfit and whether it's short or long, you know, and so. It's very engaging, and the future is already here. You know, um, a 19-year-old British programmer launched a bot last last September, which is successfully helping people appeal their parking tickets. It's an AI lawyer. All right. So why would you like to get advice on how to live a healthy life with data? And so there's going to be lifestyle strategists. Healthy lifestyle strategists will create personalized lifestyle plans for clients, advice on health insurance issues also connected to health data, and how to choose the best wearables. Because there's all these wearables based on different medical conditions, you know, and associations. And so how do you wade between that? You would find a lifestyle strategist that knows all these different, that makes it that their expertise also have a new field now called telesurgery. So surgical robots have the potential to change how surgeons will operate in the future. The industry is about to boom by 2020. Surgical robot sales are expected to double to 6.4 million. So they're already at 3.2 million. And so the demand for specialists who are able to handle surgical robots will thrive. 
So there's going to be soon medical institutes and universities launching courses on surgical robots or specializations in telesurgery. Those are terms for those listening that may be interested in that. You know, and so um, moreover, some surgeons will soon find they operate more precisely through a surgical robot than manually. We'll see about how, about that part because I believe in man <laughs> over robot. Um, want to push more robots in healthcare? Become a surgical robot lobbyist. They're promoting this field, a surgical robot lobbyist. You know. People promoting the importance of using more automation during surgical procedures in order to reduce human error will be in demand. And medical drone route designers come forward. Somewhere in the 2020s, the, um, you know, the ambulance called the medical drone assistance team to prepare a package for saving someone, you know. They have drones delivering blood and supplies to locations. And so it's going to become more specific, much more specific. And they also have um, how to turn your car into a clinic. And um, they're somewhere in the 2040s. They're going to have, and they have a picture of the prototype of the car clinic. It'll be like a minivan with all the medical equipment and, you know, things already embedded The future is real. Want to wake up healthy in the next century? They have a cryo cryo preservationist specialist. If you want to be kept on ice using cryonics, and they have um, synthetic organs, organ designer. These are the fields that the medical community is looking forward to. It's on medicalfuturist.com, the 10 new jobs of the future of healthcare and medicine. And that was just part one. <laughs> Telsa did something new. Um, Telsa remote upgrades to its vehicle during Hurricane Irma are the future of tech. So just like, you know, just recently um, we got the new app, the new update, the new iOS update for your Apple, iPod, iPad, and iPhone you know, Telsa was able to update the car during the hurricane. You know, one of the most appealing aspects of many tech-based products is the ability to be improved after they've been purchased. Just this morning, Apple released a flotilla of updates turning to its you know, iPhone software to iOS 11 and their watch and TV and Mac OS update called High Sierra due on Monday. Whether it's adding new features or making existing functions work better, or even just fixing the inevitable bugs over other glitches that often occur in today's advanced digital devices, the idea of upgrades is generally very appealing. And so um, in this case of Florida customers, Telsa was clearly trying to do a good thing, you know, though I'm sure many were frustrated that the feature was remotely taken away almost as quickly as it had been remotely enabled. But the practice of software-based hardware upgrades certainly raises some questions. On one hand, it's arguably nice to have the ability to add these hardware features after the fact, even with post-purchase, $500 fees above what it would have cost to have it built in. But there's something that doesn't seem right about intentionally disabling, disabling capabilities that are already there. 
You know, so clearly Telsa's policy haven't exactly held back enthusiasm for many of their cars, but I do wonder if they're going to start seeing other companies take similar approach on less expensive devices um, as a new way to drive profits, you know. And so now British supermarkets on the telegraph.co.uk, British supermarkets offer finger vein payments and worldwide first. They use the vein in your finger. Supermarket has become the first in the world to let shoppers pay for groceries using just the veins in their fingertips. Customers at Costcutter Store and Brunel University in London can now pay and use their unique vein pattern to identify themselves. The firm behind the technology, Stoller, has said it is in serious talks with other major UK supermarkets to adopt high-tech finger vein scanners at pay points across thousands of stores. It works by using infrared to scan people's finger veins and then links this unique biometric map to their bank cards. Customers' bank details are then stored with payment provider, WorldPay. Look out for that name, WorldPay. You heard of PayPal, now there's WorldPay. In the same way you can store your car details when shopping online, shoppers can then turn up to the supermarket with nothing on them but their own hands and use it to make payments in just three seconds. Okay, it comes as a previous study have found fingerprint recognition used widely on mobile phones is vulnerable to being hacked and can be copied even from the finger smears left on the phone screen. But Staller, the firm behind the technology, claims that vein technology, they enter the veins, okay, that carries the lifeblood for world pay, claims that vein technology is the most secure biometric identification method as it cannot be copied or stolen. Starla said that dozens of students, students, were already using the system. So they have children on it first, students. We're already using the system, and it expected that 3,000 students out of 13,000 have signed up by November. So they're putting this forth in schools in the U.K. Fingerprint payments are already used widely at Cash Point in Poland. It's already used widely. That's a little shocking. At Cash Points in Poland, Turkey, and Japan. All right. So vein scanners are also used as a way of accessing high-security U.K. police buildings and authorizing internal trading at least at one major British investment bank. So they're using vein scanners to do trading internally as well. Wow. The firm is also in discussions with nightclubs, gyms, about using the technology to verify membership, and even Premier League football clubs to check if people have the right access to VIP hospitality areas. UK, it's happening. The technology uses an infrared light to create a detailed map of the vein pattern in your finger. It requires the person to be alive, meaning in the unlikely event a criminal hacks off someone's finger, it it would not work. Starler said it's just one minute to sign up to the system initially, and after that it just takes seconds to place your finger and the scanner each time you reach the supermarket checkout. Simon, Simon Ben, commercial director of Stoller, told the Daily Telegraph, this makes payments so much easier for customers. They don't need to carry cash or cards. They don't need to remember a PIN number. You just bring yourself. This is the safest form of biometrics. 
There are no known in- incidences where the security has been breached. When you put your finger in the scanner, it checks you are alive. It checks for a pulse. It checks for hemoglobin. <laughs> your vein pattern is secure because it is kept on a database in an encrypted form as binary numbers. I was just telling my son today, numbers rule the world, honey. It's kept in a database in an encrypted form as binary numbers. No card details are stored with the retailer or ourselves. It is held with world pay. World pay. In the same way it is when you buy online. Nick Telford Reed, Director of Technology Innovation at World Play, World Pay UK said, in our view, finger vein technology has a number of advantages over fingerprint. This deployment of FingoPay, that's the new term, FingoPay, in cost-cutter branches demonstrates how customers increasingly want to see their payment methods secure and simple. So, you know, recently I, I reported how, you know, these certain companies were getting things embedded in their bodies, um, those little rice-like devices that hold computer information so they can use their hands to scan. This is not anything that's going to be ingested in. They want to take your vein image information and your hemoglobin information (laughs) and your pulse information and use that to confirm payment. It's coming. And on businessinsider.com, I found this very, very interesting because it's it's a story about Antarctica, and I've always been very curious about Antarctica. And so in Antarctica right now is getting a farm that can grow produce even when it's 100 degrees Fahrenheit outside. Antarctica's nonstop winters, supposedly, <laughs> I put that in there, make it impossible to grow food outdoors. Fruits and vegetables are instead shipped long distances from overseas, just a few times per year. But engineers at the German Aerospace Center, GAC, will soon build a high-tech farm that will allow Antarcticans. Who are the Antarcticans? See, that's the question. I've seen certain videos, you know, on YouTube and Daily Motion and other places that show a different side where it's, like, green and beautiful and, like, people are living in, in, in Antarctica. They have shopping centers. Now, the videos could be falsified, but that's what I've saw, I've seen on different platforms. So that will allow Antarcticans to harvest produce. The farm will feature a year-round greenhouse that can grow food for researchers at the Neumayer 3 Polar Station um, on the Ekstrom Ice Shelf called Eden ISS. So who gets to live in Eden? Eden-ISS. Only certain people get to live in Eden. The farm exists inside a climate-controlled shipping container. Can we even visit Eden? Overstand. The greenhouse relies on a technique called virtual farming, in which food grows on trays or hanging modules under LEDs instead of natural sunlight. Before the Eden SSS shipping container farm debuts in Antarctica, Growing fruits and vegetables, okay? It's a 135-square-foot farm, can grow all sorts of produce indoors, harvesting food outdoors, 
supposedly is impossible in Antarctica due to its endless winters. So they also have a U.S. station there where the majority of Antarctica researchers stay, and so food is usually shipped by plane or ship. In January, a shipment of dried and frozen food is delivered, and during the summer, the planes come with fresh food around once a week to Atlas Obscura. Isn't that a funny name? Atlas Obscura, because it's obscured. <laughs> obscured on the Atlas. They get to live in Eden. What's really happening in Antarctica? You know? Recently, didn't um, Buzz Armstrong and Jim Carrey and all those people go out to Antarctica about five months ago? Why are, you know, veteran astronauts and world leaders going to Antarctica? I believe he went during the time that Obama was still president, actually. Yeah. You know? So that's what's happening over in Antarctica. And um, Toys R Us files bankruptcy. I mentioned before about Foot Locker in the malls and how the malls are going to become um, experiential as opposed to um, retail. And you'll find that more and more across the nation and the world because of the proliferation of online shopping. It's killing a lot of these um Stores and franchises. So Toys R Us files for bankruptcy, crippled by competition and debt. One of the world's largest toy store chains has filed bankruptcy protection, becoming the latest casualty of the pressure-facing brick-and-mortar retailers. The company made the Chapter 11 bankruptcy filing late Monday night in federal courts in Richmond, Virginia acknowledging that it needed to revamp its long-term debt totaling more than $5 billion, $5 billion in debt. The retailer, which also owns Babies R Us, has struggled to compete with Amazon and stores like Walmart. But the financial plight of Toys R Us was, un- was exacerbated by a heavy debt load that has weighed on the company for years. So the company faced $400 million in debt payment coming due in 2018 and was burning through its cash. It hired advisors, you know, to help come, come up with a plan. In a statement on Monday night, Toys R Us said the filing would help the company invest in long-term growth and fuel its aspirations to bring play to kids everywhere and be a best friend to parents. <laughs> Toys R Us joins a wave of retail bankruptcies this year, including the children's clothing retailer Gymboree, Payless Shoe Source, and Rue 21, which sells clothing for teenagers. Other retailers have closed thousands of stores and laid off tens of thousands of workers as they try to cut costs to compete with e-commerce. That's why the new commerce is going to be self, honey, self, with the finger veins. (laughs) This is so extra. This is why early in, in my podcast series I talked about, you know, artificial intelligence and the universal basic income. I heard somebody, I was, you know, um, in a store and overheard somebody talking. And, you know, she's like, oh, you know, I'll just um, get a job in retail. And I just and I just thought to myself, honey, it's not going to be that easy anymore. Even when you go to stores like TJ Maxx or whatever, they may have 12 cash registers. But you'll see only three or four people working. And then they, that's where they had that long snake-like trail carved off with products to make a line. Cause, because they expect a line. You're not going to see 12 
cashiers there anymore. Maybe during the holiday season, you know, maybe. Okay? And so the company said it's roughly 1,600 Toys R Us and Babies R Us stores around the world, including Australia, Asia, and North America, would continue to operate as usual. For now, J.P. Morgan Chase and a group of other lenders have agreed to provide the company $3 billion in financing to help Toys R Us continue paying suppliers and employees. Today marks the dawn of a new era at Toys R Us, where we expect that the financial constraints that has held us back will be addressed in a lasting and effective way. So, you know, people have to shift their views and adjust what they're doing um, with technology in mind on a broad level and how it, you know, how, how it affects the day-to-day business of money on a very real way now. You know, and so now um, they, have male- they have magnetic cellular Legos for the regenerative medicine. So they're going to be incorporating, and this is on nanotechnology now, nanotech-now.com, nanotech-now.com. By incorporating magnetic nanoparticles in cells, that right there, by incorporating magnetic nanoparticles in cells, and developing a system using miniaturized magnets, researchers at the Laboratoire Materie et System Complexes, CNRS, um, University of Paris, in collaboration with the Laboratoire Adaption Biologique and the Center of Research of Cardiovascular in Paris, have succeeded in creating cellular magnetic Legos. Legos in quotes. So you can have a mental image. Cellular magnetic Legos. They were able to aggregate cells using only magnets. Using only magnets. And without an external supporting matrix. So this is like on some, like, some movie. The cells are just doing its own thing, magnetizing to each other and clicking and becoming something. So they were able to aggregate cells, bring them together using only magnets and without an external supporting matrix, with the cells then forming a tissue that can be deformed at will. They were able, I have to say it again, to aggregate cells using only magnets without an external supporting matrix. There's nothing outside of it that's like holding it together, it makes itself hold together, and it comes together and does what each individual nanoparticle and cell is supposed to do with its own individual program. So with the cells then forming a tissue that can be deformed at will, this approach, which is detailed in Nature Communications, I've mentioned that a lot on this podcast because it's so deep to me, Nature, because they're, they're, they're trying to make their own nature, communicate, okay? With details in Nature Communications on September 12th, 2017, could prove to be a powerful tool for biophysical studies as well as the regenerative medicine of tomorrow. So they want to use this for for regenerative medicine. The researchers met this challenge by using magnetism to act on the cells at a distance in order to assemble, organize, and stimulate them. Cells, which are the building blocks of tissue, are thus magnetized in advance 
through the incorporation of magnetic nanoparticles, thus becoming a true cellular magnetic Legos that can be moved and stacked using external magnets. In this new system, acting as a magnetic tissue stretcher, the magnetized cells are trapped on a first micromagnet before a second mobile magnet traps the aggregated forms by the cells. The movement of the two magnets can stretch or compress the resulting tissue at will. So it comes together and makes tissue, and then it can stretch and compress it at will. The researchers first used embryonic stem cells. Overstand with Bush and then was signing with the stem cell research. The researchers first used embryonic stem cells to test their systems. They began by showing that the incorporation of nanoparticles had no impact on either the functioning of the stem cell or its capacity for differentiation. These functional magnet stem cells were then tested in a stretcher in which they remarkably differentiated toward cardiac cell precursors, so they started to become cardiac cells, heart cells, when stimulation imposed magnetic beating. When stimulation imposed magnetic beating, imitating the contraction of the heart, they are making hearts that can be that can do things at will and be deformed at will. This is extra strength with source, for real. These results demonstrate the role that purely mechanical factors can play in cell differentiation. This all-in-one approach in quotes, this all-in-one approach, that's truly what this is now. It can stretch. <laughs> and, I mean, it's all-in-one approach, which makes it possible to build and manipulate tissue within the same system, could thus prove to be a powerful tool, both biophysical studies and tissue engineering. Tissue engineering. This is what's happening. And so now, I mean, as a that was like a preface because on 3Ds.org, BioLife 4D announces a 50 million IPO to bring 3D printed hearts to the market. So, you know, this they're at a race for this. These people have magnetized cardiac cells and hearts, stimulated with a pulse. And BioLife 4D wants to bring 3D-printed hearts to the market. A Chicago-based biotech company has announced it will be filing an initial public offering IPO of $50 million with the Securities and Exchange Commission. Through the IPO, the company is aiming to bring everyday investors in support, the development, and, com- and commercialization of its patient-specific 3D bioprinted cardiac tissue technology. The biotech company has been working toward the development of the transplantable human heart made using 3D bioprinting process. The BioLife 4D's ultimate goal is to make bioprinted organ transplants as common as other surgeries, helping to improve treatments for heart disease especially. As the company explains, we already know that 3D bioprinting can offer a number of benefits for implants and transplants, most notably because the technology uses the patient's own stem cells Having an artificial organ bioprinted can virtually eliminate the risk of organ rejection in a patient, reducing the overall risk significantly. Moreover, being able to bioprint human organs in a lab would mean that patients would not have to be put on a long donor waiting list 
continually wondering when their ailments will be addressed and treated. In terms of its 3D bioprinted heart, wow, 3D bioprinted heart. BioLife 4D believes it has the potential to change how heart disease is treated. Heart disease is the leading cause of death worldwide, killing one in four men and one in three women, while outpacing all forms of cancer combined. BioLife 4D is committed to transforming the treatment of heart disease, capitalizing on recent medical breakthroughs, and optimizing a process that will ultimately give patients the gift of time. So they have an IPO. It's based in Chicago. And so the IPO itself will be launched thanks to the Jobs Act, which was signed in 2012 and establishes that companies can raise up to $50 million in equity from investors. The equity investment announcement is likened to crowdfunding and that it enables anyone, everyday investors, to invest in blossoming companies. So that information right there is good to know, you know, um, about that Jobs Act, you know, where everyday investors can invest in the blossoming companies and um, through the IPO. So BioLife 4D is bringing revolutionary life-saving care to the masses with their 3D printed hearts. Now that other one is extra because they can make an organ that could deform at will. I don't like this at will business. What does that mean? At at whose will? At the nanoparticles will? Like whose will is being enforced there? You know? Whose will is being enforced? Is that Jaws will? You have to pray on that because this technology is moving at the speed of life faster than it did back in the 80s and 90s, I believe. It just feels faster. So it's good to know what's happening and which way it's moving. We're going to take a music moment and come back with Herbnology. Christian Barlet Rastaman Me burn everybody in a corruption Whether you're rich or you're poor From your wrong, you're wrong The fire you're no partial Me no care where you come from or over you be Whether you're black or you're white See it's the reality We all have the same color blood in a way You're not immune to death So no make no dopey Done with the work of the place too bloody Bundle till I call the fire in a me Appear love me Preach me no no enemy All with the last breath left in a me Me ready to pick up on them Burn them down From them no clean we are burn them down This is a warning, warning At the alarm we are sung Ready to pick up on them Burn them down From them no clean we are burn them down And when me play this a fire We cannot me a burn them down Fire make we burn them Cause we kid that we not like them Trample them, trample them Them I eat them so we not fear them Ready to go burn them, burn them down From them not clean we are burn them down This is a warning, warning We all have the same color blood in a week. You're not 
immune to death, so no make no dopey. Done with the work, hard the place too bloody. Bomb dirty life, caught the fire in me. I feel love, we are preach, we no no enemy. All when I the last breath left in me. When I stop talk about equality, some black, some white, we have the reality. I'm time for we start from more unity. Now stop big fire, bad for mental slavery. Can't watch me break off this on the laundry. No make them confuse and try to divide me. Repatriate and walk beside me. In a corruption, them can't lead me. That's why me and Martin and Zaza Army, I'm ready to go on them, burn them down. From them not clean, we are burn them down. This is a warning, warning. Are they allow me a sound? Ready to go on them, burn them down. From them not clean, we are burn them down. And when we light this up, I am wicked at Burn them down, ready to pick up burn them, burn them down. From them not clean, we are burn them down. This is a warning, warning. Are they allowing me a song? Ready to pick up burn them, burn them down. From them not clean, we are burn them down. And when we light this up, I am wicked that we are burn them down. Joker's be the one to show up there. 
Blessings and grace. And now I'm back with herbnology. And so as we saw, right, succeed over all resistance, you're going to need energy. So these are 10 energy-boosting herbs. Um, one is well-known, ginseng, is a well-known energy booster. Um, this herb's Latin name, Panax, which means all heal, all heal, speaks of the natural belief that ginseng could provide an all-around remedy for just about any ailment, including reducing stress, improving immune system, and promoting youthfulness. These are all you need. You can draw more energy from your body for other activities than having it fight infections. Scientists have long found ginseng to be an adaptogen, which means like caffeine-rich beverages, ginseng actually nourishes rather than strains the adrenal cortex to allow it to produce energy the way your body is naturally designed to do. A study in 2002 found that ginseng can be helpful for also increasing the libido and sexual performance due to the ginsonides, chemicals that it contains. Green tea. Like ginseng, green tea is known for its many beneficial effects. 
Recent studies show that apart from being anti-cancer and helping you slim down, the antioxidants in green tea also prevent premature aging um, to leave you with more energy. Like coffee, it may contain caffeine, but unlike coffee, has potent antibacterial properties that combat infection. Also, if you take matcha, you benefit further from the nutritional content of the solids in the tea leaves. And so garlic, another G, <laughs> overstanding to be a G, you got to have some Gs. Garlic, is um, that's not only easy, easily accessible, but also hailed by herbalists as by far the most effective antibacterial plant to support the immune. And keeping with the G's, go to cola, gatu cola. Research shows that the dried leaves of the gatu cola are a rich source of vitamins and minerals that stimulate the circulatory system. This enhanced blood circulation has been found in clinical trials to improve functioning from the brain to delay mental degeneration, improve memory and learning abilities down to the functioning of the legs, okay, down to the functioning of the legs. And also another G Ginkgo biloba. Um, ginkgo biloba. Like go-to cola, ginkgo is an effective memory and energy aid that improves mental clarity due to increased blood and oxygen flow to the brain. A neurobiology lab in Switzerland discovered that ginkgo extracts boost mitochondrial activities, okay? Mitochondria unite within the brain and reduce oxidative stress levels, which can slow the onset of Alzheimer's disease. And licorice, this herb is also known to boost one's energy level, endurance, and stamina. Studies show that it works by regulating the production of hormones from the adrenal glands. And these hormones are said to be associated with some chemical, emotional, and physically induced stress. As you may have already known, stress is a crucial factor that triggers issues on endurance, stamina, and fatigue. And cacao Chocolate is said to be a good energy booster. But did you know what makes chocolate effective in boosting one's energy level? It's the cocoa content, which is derived from the cacao bean. Cacao actually contains the compound theobromine that stimulates the central nervous system of the body. And this stimulant creates an energy and clarity boost, which is smoother than that of caffeine. And I spoke of this one before, um, rhodiola rosea. If you're feeling low and less energized during the day, then rhodiola can be a great help to you. Known as the excellent remedy for stress, rhodiola is believed to be effective in strengthening the body and make it more resilient to physical and emotional challenges that lie ahead. In addition to its ability to improve exercise performance, rhodiola is also claimed to be effective in increasing one's capacity for different types of endurance exercises. One study showed that rhodiola works by increasing the oxygen-carrying capacity of the red blood cells. So it increases the oxygen-carrying capacity of the red blood cells, which results in improved energy levels, stamina, and vitality, especially in times of stress. Research revealed that this herb offers additional protection to the central nervous system of the body against oxidative stress. Furthermore, rhodiola is thought to help in relieving anxiety, improving sleep quality and quantity, as well as lifting depressed mood. It is also thought by some to be an aphrodisiac. Ashwagandha. 
This is becoming one of the most popular energy-boosting herbs available today. Along with ginseng, reishi mushroom, and astragalus, ashwagandha is one of the herbs that promises to increase the body's endurance, vitality, stamina, and energy. Better known in the Orient, but becoming popular in the West, ashwagandha is considered effective in promoting longevity as well as strengthening the body's immune system. And last but not least, reishi mushroom. Known to boost the body's immune system, reishi mushroom is a powerful herb that is claimed to be effective in enhancing one's energy level. In addition to that, reishi mushroom is widely believed to be beneficial in promoting general well-being. So some researchers believe that reishi mushroom contains powerful compounds that make it effective in dealing with insomnia, asthma, fatigue, and coronary heart disease, type 2 diabetes, chronic hepatitis, um, rather, you know, chronic hepatitis B, rheumatoid arthritis, and certain types of cancer. So these are the herbs that can help give us endurance and strength and let our body do what it's supposed to do naturally. And that is reishi mushroom, ashwagandha, rhodiola, cacao, licorice, ginkgo biloba, go-to cola, garlic, green tea, and ginseng. If it makes it easier, don't forget about your G's. <laughs> We're going to take a music moment and come back with the metaphysics of the moment. Blessings and strength.
dough. Gotta get the cake first, but I'm about love too. 528 hertz, hate hurts. It leaves a burning residue, but let it go. Can't withhold it like internal revenue. They never knew the portal to the universe sounds bad. Angels singing in my ear, it's a round sound. I'm feel melanated, fly brown. Tires never tied down on the higher ground. It is time you open up that metaphysical grave that had been dug for you, the part of you, the spark that lays buried. That is what's going to open you up. That's what's going to give you the ability to escape. Escape your metaphysical mind. 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 Blessings and grace, and welcome to the metaphysics of the moment. I'm going to turn to the gospel of truth into a specific section called the place of the blessed the place of the blessed, and the gospel of truth. Each one will speak concerning the place from which they have come forth and to the region from which they receive their essential being. They will hasten to return once again and receive from that place, the place where they stood before, and they will taste of that place, be nourished and grow. Be nourished and grow. And their own place of rest is their fullness. Their own place of rest is their fullness. All the emanations from the Father, therefore, are fullnesses. And all his emanations have their roots in the one who caused them all to grow from himself. He assigned their destinies. They then became manifest individually that they might be perfected in their own, then they became manifest individually, that they might be perfected in their own thought. For that place to which they extend their thought is their root, which lifts them upward through all heights to the Father. They reach his head, which is rest for them, and they remain there, to it as though to say that they have touched his face by means of embraces. But they do not make this plain, for neither they have exalted themselves, nor have they diminished the glory of the Father, nor have they thought of him as small, nor bitter, nor angry, but as absolutely good, unperturbed, sweet, knowing all the spaces before they came into existence, and having no need of instruction. Such are they who possess from above something of this immeasurable greatness as they strain toward that unique, that unique and perfect one who exists there for them. And they do not go down to Hades. They have neither envy nor moaning, nor is death in them, but they rest in him who rests, 
without weary themselves or becoming confused about truth. But they indeed are the truth. And the Father is in them, and they are in the Father, since they are perfectable from him who is truly good. They lack nothing in any way, but they are given rest and are refreshed by the Spirit, and they listen to their root. They are busy with concerns in which one will find his root. They are busy with the concerns of which one will find his root. And one will suffer no loss to his soul. Such is this place of the blessed. This is their place. As for the others, then may they know in their place that it does not suit me. After having been in the place of rest to say anything more. It is there I shall dwell in order to devote myself at all times to the Father of all and the true friends, those upon whom he loves, upon whom the love of the Father is lavished, in whose midst nothing of him is lacking. It is they who manifest themselves truly, since they are in that true and eternal life and speak of the perfect light filled with the seed of the Father, which is in the heart and in the fullness while his spirit rejoices in it and glorifies in him whom it was, because the Father is good, and his children are perfect and worthy of his name, because he is the Father, and his children are perfect. We are perfect in our uniqueness. We each have our own resting place within the Father, overstand. And his children are perfect and worthy of his name because he is the father. Children of this kind are those whom he loves. The ones that overstand. That overstand that the place from which they have come forth, which they receive the essential being, will hasten to return once again and receive from that place the place where they stood before, the place where we stood before, where, where, where our essence of our uniqueness comes from. And by going back on that and meditating on that place and getting in touch with that place, they will taste that place, be nourished, and grow. And their own place of rest is their fullness. Be you till full, love, Okay. That's the fullness. At their own place of rest is their fullness. He assigned their destinies. The Most High already desired our destinies. The roadmap is already imprinted, embedded, imbued, infused. It's the gift I'm always talking about that we haven't all unwrapped yet. We're getting at it at different times and phases in our life. It's never too late. But you got to get to it. And so the metaphysical meaning of success, you know, success is attainment of a desired goal. Success comes as a result of the faithfulness and earnestness and the application of God's law. So when success fails to crown our efforts, we sometimes become discouraged and quit. Then we try to console ourselves with the thought that it was God's will for us to fail. Failure is not God's will, but man lays it to the charge of God to excuse his own feelings of inadequacy and defeat. God's will is health, happiness, and prosperity for every man. And to have all that is good and beautiful is to express God's will for us. 
These obstructions are made by man, understand. The metaphysical meaning of freedom, quality of state of being with, without thought or constraint, bondage, limitation, repression, having a sense of complete well-being. It is a result of regulating one's life. It's a result of regulating one's life according to principle, not according to what anyone else may think or say. We can never know the full meaning of freedom until we abide in the Christ consciousness. Without prayer and spiritual meditation, there can be no concept of spiritual freedom and therefore no demonstration of it. It is gained only through spiritual development, gained in long hours of communion with God and silence. Liberation from bondage comes as we seek first the perfect mind of Christ. If therefore the Son shall make you free, ye shall indeed be free. John 8.36 Okay. And the metaphysical meaning of fruitfulness, you know, that's the rich consciousness man develops as a result of his high realizations of truth. It's the rich consciousness, the rich consciousness man that develops as a result of high realizations of the truth, of your individual truth. And the metaphysical meaning of free will. Free will, you know, is man's inherent freedom to act as he determines. There, there can be no perfect expression without perfect freedom of will. If man determines to act in accord with divine law, he builds harmony, health, happiness, and eternal life, which is heaven. And the metaphysical meaning of fulfill. Fulfill to carry out, to carry into effect, to carry into effect, to realize or manifest completely, right? To manifest completely, to fulfill the law of his being. Man must proclaim the true word and thought of unity with God. In the inward places, right? Fulfillment of righteousness. Attained through affirmation of truth and the denial of error. As man dwells in the secret place of the Most High, under the shadow of the Almighty, right? He will fulfill all righteousness. He will fulfill all righteousness. Affirmation of truth and denial of error. As man dwells in the secret places of the Most High, under the shadow of the Almighty, he will fulfill all righteousness. That's where, you know, Psalms 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of Jehovah, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For he will deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover thee in his pinions and under his wings shalt thou take refuge. His truth is a shield and a buckler. There shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor by the arrow that flieth by day, for the pestilence that walketh in darkness nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. It, will shall, it, it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. For thou, O Jehovah, my art, refuge, 
Thou hast made the most high thy habitation. There shall no evil before thee. No evil before thee. Neither shall any plague come nigh thy tent. For he will give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. They shall tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the serpent. Shall thou trample underfoot, because he has set his love upon me. Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. And he shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. With long life I will satisfy him and show my salvation. Psalms 91. So those are the ingredients to saw. To get to your place that was meant for you, destined for you, designed for you. And their own place of rest is their fullness. That's the part right there. We each have to find our own place of rest within ourselves, and that's where the Most High abides. That's the secret. I understand that's the secret. We're going to take a music moment. Blessings and grace.
Blessings and grace. That song always reminds me of growing up in Brooklyn, just the busyness, the movement, the in and out, being around the what's happening and where it's going on at. <laughs> um, I'd like to give a shout out to um, the frequency that helps to express, you know, um, the music. My co-host, that was just the late, great, important John Coltrane um, with Giant Steps. Right? Take those giant steps. You can skip sometimes, but make it move and make it count. And that was Sun Ra, Godspell, Zaki Ibrahim, I Draw the Line, Ty Phoenix, Skybound, Mo Calamity, Reggae Vibe, Magosi, Loyal People, Fritzwa, Never Back Down, Sugar, Bund and Down, Ocean, Protect Yourself, Luna Day, Bluebird, the Highless Collective, Your Highness, Soul and Luna, Babylon, Charm Taylor, Ascension, Isnavi, Think About It, Divinity, Let It Go, Mama D, Faith, Sarak, Demon Destroyer, The Whitefield Brothers featuring Bacha, Earthology, Sarak, 13th Planet, Remixed, and John 9, Prosper. Thank you once again for tuning into this frequency. Hopefully you were stimulated, activated, right, so you could manifest and soar. I wish the best for all love and strength and grace in these times. Formulate strategies. Be prepared to save yourselves and your loved ones. In Yeshua's name, be blessed.